0: Please do not let the worry of COVID-19 cause delay in seeking out treatment if you are experiencing a heart attack or stroke. Every minute treatment is delayed can be fatal. Thank you.
1: Thank you for tuning into the Future of Health on DASH Radio during this coronavirus pandemic. We're lucky to have many experts around our COVID-19 topic and many guest hosts. Remember to visit coronavirus.providence.org for more information.
0: Good afternoon and welcome to the COVID-19 Mental Health Series. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Executive Director of Behavioral Health at Providence. As a reminder, the information provided during this event is for educational purposes only. This is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding your own medical Condition. But if you have questions, please don't hesitate to put them in the chat. That's a great way for us to be able to help you out today. Joining me today are Cindy Vaughn and Marissa Wilson with Providence's Human Resources team. Cindy Sears is the Director of Caregiver Experience and Marissa is the Director of Employee Wellbeing at Providence, respectively. As we get started, why don't you each tell us a little bit about yourselves and what your role is at Providence and let's get going. Cindy, why don't you kick us off?
1: Oh, great. Hi, Robin. I'm Cindy Vaughn, Director of Caregiver Experience. It's really fun to do this Facebook live event or the social media live event uh, so that we can uh, reach more folks on this important topic. So um, I've been with the system about uh, going on six years now, and uh, I'm I'm really delighted to hear from both of you as um, fierce allies in uh, the world of mental health, well-being and caregiver experience.
2: And um, I'm Maracy Wilson and I'm our Director of Caregiver Wellbeing. And I've been in this role and with the organization going on 15 years now. So excited to be with you today to talk to you about um, emotional well-being as one of our key most important t- things to talk about these days.
0: Well, let's jump right in here because, you know, I always hear this term about work-life balance and I know what I think that it means for me, but from your perspective, When you're thinking about your caregivers, what does work-life balance mean to you?
2: Work-life balance, in my perspective, is when we are able to give 100% of ourselves to our our chosen uh, profession in such a way that you still have leftover reserve and energy and enthusiasm for your family and your social connections and your community at the end of your day. Um, Where all your relationships are still managed well, in addition to giving to your job. And everyone does that in a little bit different way, but setting strong boundaries and, um, you know, lines where you're focused on one thing versus at the end of the day, then you disconnect and are able to focus on your family and your own self.
1: I think for me, um, when I think about work-life balance, um, you know, most of us in healthcare um, answered a personal calling uh, to work in healthcare, whether we're at the bedside or or working um, from a desk uh, and now virtually. And so it's difficult sometimes to draw those lines between work and home. Uh, when you're passionate about what you do and, and the purpose that you serve, so it's really about spending time uh, at prioritizing what's most important in my life um, and making time for those things because it's easy for me to spend countless hours, uh, you know, at work but really making sure that I'm kind of putting my own oxygen mask on first and taking um, downtime to rest and relax and rejuvenate. Cause we know that there's a lot going on each and every day. So when I'm taking time for myself, um, to self care, um, then I just seem to show up a little bit better at work. And, uh, and I have to remind myself I'm working virtually now to, to be able to step away, um, and feel more of a sense that I work from home versus living at the office.
0: You know that's a really great point because right now i think we're all living at our office right uh how now has work-life balance really started to change in the post-covid age
1: well i think first and foremost we're all uh, asking ourselves these questions uh more regularly right um you know our routines um have been changed uh for a lot of us um in in so many regards right so i think. What I'm noticing in myself and with folks that I'm interacting with on a daily basis is just this reflection on what's changed? How am I responding to that? How am I noticing when I need help or how am I establishing new routines? Um, you know, coming out of March and April, which I, uh, for me and my world, was kind of the height um, of activity, mm-hmm. and then seeing that momentum continue in some regard. Um, really thinking about some of the co- the norms that we've all been so accustomed mm-hmm. to and how might those change going forward.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and another crucial aspect of our new work environments are that disconnection that we have to our fellow co-workers that we might have mm-hmm. had prior. Um, it's very grounding to see your fellow colleagues in the hall or the desk mate next to mm-hmm. you and to be able to Um, Have them be a mirror to you of how you're doing, Mm -hmm. how you're functioning as a team, how you're getting your work done, how you're showing up. And now to be isolated or mostly behind a screen all day, um, it's calling us to be even more intentional in those human connections that we make with each other. Uh, Part of those human connections are what keep us balanced even during the work hours with our own colleagues.
0: Yeah. So has Providence uh, Human Resources developed any... Any resources or toolkits to, to help our caregivers um, connect, or what recommendations are you looking at these days?
2: Such a great question. So Cindy and I have spent countless hours on this very <laughs> topic uh, trying to address the special and unique needs of caregivers right now, not only around work-life balance but emotional well-being. How do we continue to nurture ourselves in our resilience and avoiding burnouts, coping with stress? unprecedented situations we're all going through right now so um, we're looking at making sure our caregivers have all of the right tools and resources some of them are educational some of them are actually service oriented with our well-being program resources our mental health resources and even taking those to the next level than what we may have offered um, pre-COVID
1: yeah, and tacking on to that, Marisa, you know, we look at we have an array of tools and resources that are designed to create um, or foster a sense of belonging and connectedness at Providence, um, regardless of where your care setting might be. Um, And we've looked to curate some of that content and bring it forward, particularly under these circumstances, while developing new and uh, needed resources uh, in partnership with Maracy and and many others to really meet the needs of our caregivers across um, a diverse system, right, and diverse set of roles and and whatnot. So I I like to use the term that... um, when we're looking at how to prioritize those resources, certainly learning um, mm-hmm. about what our caregivers need most, and so we're doing a lot of research uh, to understand that. But also to think about this concept of uh, what I like to call conscious community. You know, this sense of community that's been fostered as a result of of, of the mm-hmm. pandemic uh, is something to harness. Um, there's so much good that has come out of something so terrible. Um, How do we um, continue to be conscious to that and um, look for ways to uh, better enable the skills, the capabilities, the knowledge, the practices of all of our caregivers?
2: Absolutely. And, you know, the reason we refer to ourselves not as employees but as caregivers is because we're providing care every day. It's either at the bedside Mm -hmm. with our patients that we serve or it's we're caring for our caregivers who are delivering that care. Uh, the latest, you know, last few months have really put us in a place of isolation, whether we're working remote or we're working 12 hours a day behind a mask. Um, and so calling intentionally to our caregivers to say, remain connected, reach out, do not suffer alone. No one cares alone. Um, this is a commitment we can make to each other. And as Cindy's mentioning, it's just, it just has to be so much more intentional because our go to's of nonverbal smiles, hellos Mm -hmm. in the hallways, they aren't there anymore. And so how do we sort of recreate that to maintain this resilience and connectedness.
0: You know, it's, it's interesting because you bring up this concept of stress and, and everybody is feeling the stress of COVID. Our caregivers at the bedside are, are right at the front lines of that. But at the same time, our caregivers who are working from home are feeling that stress of trying to integrate this work-life balance. And I'm wondering, you know, what, What ways are we able to to really foster that integration? What what are some of the tips and tools you've uh, been able to come up with?
1: Yeah, when we think about our virtual workforce and for many of them, that's a a big change in the way in which they worked and operated each and every day. And um, that's not to certainly minimize those folks at the bedside and the changes that they're going through. But when we talk about now and needing to connect virtually one. one simple and immediate way that we're hearing from caregivers is so powerful is turning on your video. If you're able to, if you have a good Wi Fi connection, just being mm-hmm. able to look into the eyes of another caregiver, your team. And when we think about our new caregivers who haven't even spent time, in an office setting um, or in um, a physical location with another caregiver, um, so important that we're looking for ways to really see and hear one another. What's an interesting um, and emerging um, data point coming out of some of the research that we're doing is there are folks who are saying they actually feel more connected um, as a result of having intentional team times, intentional meetings with their one-on, uh, one-on-ones one on with their core leaders, and where we see the cameras are being turned on and encouraged and really um, demonstrated, setting an example, we're seeing higher levels of engagement and enthusiasm mm-hmm. for a virtual work environment.
2: One unexpected thing, um, to tag off of what Cindy is saying here, one, one unexpected thing that I'm hearing is that caregivers are feeling that there's... Uh, more of a three-dimensional aspect to their colleagues when they see their colleagues uh, on screen in their own homes. Hearing a kid in Mm -hmm. the background, hearing a dog barking at the mailman, hearing a bird, (laughs) all those things we would try to hide just to um, keep our facade two-dimensional and professional. uh, Revealing that little bit of intimacy to our fellow colleagues has been um, endearing and it makes us more human um, is what I've been hearing. So,
0: I, I would agree with you. I, I love that uh, dog barking the mailman. I know I've, I've experienced that so many times, in in the team's environment. But I also think that some of our caregivers may be concerned that those lines get blurred, especially between a manager and their caregiver, and and that blurring of those lines can be a difficult uh, a difficult balance. What what advice do you have for caregivers who may be struggling in that area? My advice would be.
1: One, if you uh, have a conversation, right? I think that this is causing us to have different conversations with our caregivers. Um, We're all core leaders. Um, I think we all have our unique practices for doing this. But as a caregiver and with my leader, I would want to encourage everyone to have a conversation about what are those new expectations and boundaries and whatnot. I hear from caregivers this idea that I can work whenever, so should I work whenever? and now feeling more of an obligation to log on in what might be outside normal business hours and whatnot, these are all and should be conversations to have with your core leader and, uh, and with your team where it's appropriate and makes sense. Because if we start with the right conversation, we might be able to test some of the stories or assumptions we might be making that um, makes a sigh and really, oh, okay, now I kind of get it, or have a discussion, um, a negotiation maybe, about what works best and how uh, you all can perform your work.
2: Mm -hmm. Our well-being team has had a little bit of an advantage because we've been working remote for years. And so the four of us are very intentional with each other about work-life balance, um, not sending out emails before hours, after hours, maybe put them in your draft folder or send them out in the morning. That way there's no expectation that you have to reply or work after hours when you should have that boundary between your work and your home life. The other expectation that we have is that if you need to take your lunch hour and you need to go walk in your neighborhood or you need to, you know, take some time off, don't work through your lunch. Make sure you've got that separation of work and, and balance and well-being.
1: Marici, I'm going to be a little bit more mindful of the hour in which I have sent you uh chat. <laughs> I've just noted, noted.
2: No, no worries. Your work hours are a little bit, your schedule is, you're on the swing shift.
0: <laughs> Not a little bit, thank you well, you bring up a really good point, and because you all are so experienced at at working from home, we've got a lot of staff who who really haven't ever worked from home mm-hmm. and they're and they're feeling that loss of being remote um do you what kind of what kind of things do you do to stay connected with each other do you Do you have zoom games you play? <laughs> i'm not playing
1: zoom games yet um but um i've asked my team <laughs> to come up with ideas about the way they want to engage uh, more socially and build those connections that are often you know that are so critical and and that we kind of had our norms in the office um so my team in particular um was not virtual prior to um uh 19. so um so we are experiencing this uh for the first time together some of us have had experience in the past and we're drawing from that Um, And I have a couple of team members who don't have good Wi-Fi connection, therefore not able to join via video. So while um, my team is responsible for going out and listening to our caregivers system wide and really understanding the diverse perspectives, uh, we also share many of those as well, which is the the need to find ways to overcome the lack of connection and having better conversations um, and really thinking Um, intentionally about how do we spend our time together? We're also diverse human beings. Our way of engaging and having fun and communicating is different. So um, I'm hearing examples from other core leaders um, of the games that they play, virtual happy hours. Um, People take Mm walk-in talks and uh you know and some have done video tours of their their home or parts of their home or or maybe memorabilia they have sitting nearby them um so many ways to kind of show folks you know we're really rooted in the promise of know me care for me and ease my way and it's kind of an interesting time for how we get to know folks kind of in their natural habitat right marisa as you were speaking to earlier
2: yeah absolutely and robin your family member coming beside you uh makes me think of a really great new experience we've had. I've been able to see my colleagues' um, little baby sit on their lap, whereas maybe I might get a picture every three months of, to see what the child looks like. My daughters, you know, home from college have walked behind me. So it's it's really great to be able to connect with your, you're making your colleagues whole people um, when you engage with them. So that is one silver lining to this this new way we're working.
0: Well, and, and speaking of whole people, and, and yes, that was my oldest child on his way out the door. Um, he, I think he does this as a, as a hobby. He uh, he bombs me in whatever meeting I'm in to give me a hug. Awesome. So uh, I think that's a really great help to develop. Uh, Father Bushy had a question about how are you taking care of the spiritual health of our caregivers? I know mission is very important to us. And, and often in the workplace, we've had some opportunities to make those connections And to really live that that mission, vision, and values. But how is HR being intentional about the spiritual health of our caregivers during these times?
2: Well, culturally, as an organization, we like to start each of our meetings with a reflection. Um, And the reflection can be spiritual. It's up to the person delivering the reflection of what message they'd like to share. But it's often a spiritually rejuvenating quote or story or inspirational message that you share as a grounding moment with your colleagues before you embark on that meeting it brings focus to the meeting makes you more intentional once you do start that meeting so that's just a daily practice that's part of our culture in response to um, the era we're in right now we've worked with our spiritual health team to set up virtual tele-spiritual care um, sessions Mm -hmm. so any caregiver can go and request one of those sessions and one of our spiritual care team members will reach out to that caregiver and have a one-on-one session with them, sort of spiritual counseling. So that's available to all caregivers on demand.
1: You know, this is an important topic as we um, look at the potential uh, future workplace, like will we continue working virtually? How do we bridge um, for those folks who are in physical locations surrounded by our mission and values and other um artifacts that are so important to our heritage and 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 the mission itself and how might we translate that in terms of an experience uh for our caregivers working virtually now so again we're doing a ton of research to really understand uh whether caregivers continue to feel connected to the mission um and uh how we might engage um in this new normal this next normal um, because uh, continuing to foster that will always, um, as Marici said, it's part of our culture. It's our heritage. It's um, absolutely a priority.
0: We have another question in here from Wendy asking, you know, I'm working from home, but I'm feeling more drained and sleepy than ever. Uh, you know, I know as a psychologist, I can I can speak to the fact that that's a pretty normal thing to be experiencing during a global pandemic. Uh, with all the different stressors and things like that we have going on but change fatigue and all of those types of things are real and they contribute to how we're feeling I'm wondering have you developed some new tools for caregivers who are beginning to feel the mental health impact of the stress of all of this
2: so we've worked closely with our behavioral health partners including Robin here <laughs> make sure our caregivers know what's available. We've developed a stress meter tool where caregivers can say, you know what, I feel stressed, but I'm not an expert. I don't know what I need. I don't know what's even available. Let me just take a little quiz, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how stressed do I feel? And based on what they click, um, an array of resources that would target that level of stress would show up for the caregiver. And they can explore those resources, um, engage with those resources. And there are things like virtual counseling, Uh, virtual support groups, um, spiritual care uh, conversations I mentioned earlier, even digital therapeutics, tools and resources online that you can use Mm -hmm. at your own pace um, just to do some self-care well-being. And then Cindy also mentioned um, a large number of educational resources to to help caregivers know what is this Mm -hmm. that I'm feeling? Why am I feeling this way? How can I help myself if I'm past that point? How do I get the help that I need uh, from those resources that are available? Um, And I would also mention, as Dr. Robin Henderson mentioned, that this is a really stressful time. It's exhausting. And just to acknowledge and let yourself, you know, cut yourself a pass right now that that's okay. And focus on your nutrition, get outside, get some, you know, some time in the fresh air, um, spend some time laughing, talking, connecting with those you love and let yourself, you know, let yourself feel what you need to feel um, in order to move past it.
1: I also want to acknowledge the person who made the comment or asked the, you know, or just made the comment about feeling more tired and whatnot. I think one of the skills that we're all challenged with uh, building on is our vulnerability and the uh, willingness to be able to say, I'm tired, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling stressed. There's so many wonderful resources that um, that we have. Thank you, Marisi, for, for all that you and your team and, and others have done to create those resources. Um, But that willingness, again, to raise my hand and say, I need help, that's a skill we have to teach our caregivers and um, set an example as core leaders, because in the business of caring that we uh, all engage in each and every day in our own special way, we're not always the best at receiving care. So we have to keep that top of
0: mind. No, that's so true. And, And I think at this time in particular, where mental health is such a huge focus, not only for our caregivers, but for everybody that that we're out there serving. I wanna make sure that our listeners know, help is always available. If you are a Providence caregiver, we have a resource that you can find online at the wellness resources right below. A resource available called the Behavioral Health Concierge Service, also known as Assembly Behavioral Health, where our caregivers have basically an employee assistance program that has free online, Counseling up to 10 visits. And really, if you're starting to feel overwhelmed and stressed and you can't get out of bed in the morning um, and you find yourself oversleeping or having insomnia, reach out because help is always available. And we want to make sure that we're mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually healthy all the time. Um, what I wonder in here for some of the other HR departments and employers that may not have our
2: resources. Um, what else is out there for them? There are some amazing free open source resources available and, um, I can't, you know, rattle off the URLs right now, but there, there, are some great just with a quick Google search, you know, free mental health resources. The states are putting together those resources at the state level, so the gov websites, um, have often collected those depending on where you're, uh, where you live. But um, there are a lot of open source resources available that have just come forward even in the past few months um, in response to support our communities.
1: Agreed, Mercy. I, I can't um, add to any specific URLs. I do know that the public health organizations and whatnot have been a great resource. Um, and if you Google, it's almost the challenge of, uh, where do I start? There's so much good stuff out there. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a really, really great point. And we had another question come in. What rights do employees have in terms of requesting time off for mental health if they feel that, that they've just become too overwhelmed with all of this? How does that work?
2: So, um, as an organization, mental health is um, just as important as physical health. It's all part of our well-being. So, if a caregiver should, you know, need, they have the flu, they need to call out sick. It's no different if they are feeling like they're emotionally run down and need to call out sick for that reason. It's all the same. Um, And caregivers need to feel that freedom to be able to take a mental health day just as they would a sick day. Um, The organization cares about them first and foremost and knows that our caregivers need that time off to recover whether it's emotionally or physically.
1: And wherever a caregiver might have questions, like that, you know, we're able to address it right here. Mercy did a great job. Um, you know, you have local HR business partners who are there to support you mm-hmm. if you have questions like that and guide you to the right resources and help shepherd you through that. It can be a sensitive, clearly a sensitive topic. And that's among many other things, what they're there for.
0: Well, and going a little deeper with this question, um, I'm wondering, you know, uh, not only with, within mental health, but the, a couple of questions on everyone's mind. What are we doing to create more systemic, inclusive care for everybody?
2: So inclusion, uh, Robin, you and I had this conversation last week. Inclusion is so fundamental yeah. to well-being. Um, you need to, an, an individual needs to feel fully accepted for who they are and included in order to feel safe. Um, And then you need to feel safe in order to have a sense of emotional balance and well-being in general in wherever you're at, your community, your workplace, your family. So inclusion is something we're very committed to making sure it comes across to our caregivers in everything that we try and communicate and the cultures that we're trying to intentionally build. Um, There's a, a host of ways that we're trying to do this from um, access ability for caregivers, wherever they're at to access resources, whether they have access to digital tools or not, um, languages. We're trying to make sure there's some inclusive options for languages. Um, Cindy, help me out here. What other ways are we addressing inclusiveness that you're, that you're aware of?
1: Yeah. um, You know, um, first, uh, just um, from a caregiver experience perspective and it being such an important priority for Providence at large, you know, two of the components of caregiver experience are connected and valued. Right. And they're very intertwined, Mm -hmm. as you said, Maracy, Right. I I can't feel very valued if I don't feel connected for whatever reason. So there are. plans in place to really establish where we look at, where we have um, programs, policies, decisions, et cetera, that builds inclusiveness. How do we build upon that given recent events? Um, How are we arming our core leaders with um, the the knowledge, skills, and abilities to equip them? So, you know, so much of the time folks aren't aware of where they may be contributing to that feeling of inclusiveness Mm -hmm. or not. And so really um, making the conversation OK to talk about where I might be confused about how I do this, how I might do it better, how I might have these conversations about do I feel included? What might make you feel included? Because, again, we're as diverse as the hundred and twenty thousand people who come to work each and every day. So um, absolutely looking at um, what resources we have available in terms of core leader support and building upon those um and making them super easy and accessible so that they have scripts Mm -hmm. or guidelines or activities that help to really draw um, out um, the topic of inclusivity and build on it.
2: Absolutely, Cindy, and not only the how we make sure people are included, but the who that we make sure all caregivers know that regardless of Mm -hmm. of who they are, race, gender, sexuality, spirituality, whatever that is, um, they're a part of us. They're our family member.
1: And there are caregiver resource groups established throughout the system that were intended to look at specific areas um, and really call together communities. Um, And so I know more is being done on that front. I'm sorry that I don't have the deep details on that, but absolutely, those caregiver resource groups. um, I'm part of the women's resource group, and um, we have a book club right now, which is really fun. And um, and there are many others, and so I would absolutely encourage any of our caregivers who are listening to certainly um, go to their homepage of choice and and uh, do a little Google search there and see what pops up. Again, those HR business partners are a great um, a great resource uh, for all those activities that might be happening locally for you.
0: Well, we're coming to the end of our time together. It always just seems to fly by so quickly is there any other pieces of advice from an HR perspective that you want to share that we didn't necessarily cover today?
1: I can't think of anything that I would add. I want to say thank you for the opportunity to have this important conversation and the blessing it is to work with both of you. Um, I think if I was to offer any advice, uh, Marisi touched on it earlier, be gentle with yourself, be gentle with your team. And, and practice that vulnerability. I think uh, you'll find a lot of gold in that.
2: Absolutely, I concur. Focus on your own well-being. Put your own mask on, as Cindy says, so that you can help others. That's first and foremost, in order to remain our resilience, um, you know, sustain ourselves over these coming months.
0: Well, Cindy and Marisi, I really want to thank you both for sharing your wisdom today. Uh, not only with me, but with all of our caregivers and other healthcare groups that may have been listening today. Thank you to everybody who is listening, sending in your questions, your comments, other types of things. If you're looking for help with your mental health, please visit us at providence.org. That's providence.org. And if you'd like other types of medical advice, you can find anything you're looking for right there. You can also follow me on Instagram at rob henderson. Uh, and this has been a wonderful opportunity for us to, again, talk about Uh, mental health, the workplace, and how we're all surviving together with COVID-19. Make sure to follow us on social media at Providence on Twitter and under Providence Health System on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.